Welcome to another episode of the Seminar This is L. KB. Hashtag feminism. African queen. African queen. Three black black women. Where's the lie? Hello, world, and welcome to another episode of the Feminora Files. Should we have a very special guest with us today? Hey, M. Dot. Yo, baby. Yo, baby. Yo. I'm joking. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? <laughs> what that was that? <laughs> what was that? How y'all doing? I'm I'm chilling. Thank you for letting me come back. I'm glad that you know I might have messed up two years ago, but now I have an opportunity to redeem myself. What did that happen two years up? ago? That's that the last what time happened? I was on the show. Oh y'all yeah, wait, that? Y'all ain't wait was that the live that? show? Yes, was, that was the first live. It was, show. was three was, years yep. ago. Wow, well, that's, that's that makes it even worse. We said, I mean, the second thing is you and that. That just means we should have invited you back a long time ago. So we sorry. Y'all don't listen to the hype. I'll be. I'm. I'm the. I'm Cinderella around here, but it's okay. It's all good. We <laughs> still Cinderella. Tribe. We still the tribe. We travel. We do yes. things. We live big. We live big. Should yes, why your face look like that? I'm I'm reading this story about the whites, and we'll we'll talk about them later. But yeah, I, I refer to them as the whites. So the Alabama inmate that escaped with the corrections officer, because it just it makes my head hurt. So that's I'm sorry. Listen, it's hard to find love around here. I live no, in it Atlanta, ain't that so hard. It, it ain't that hard. Is that the li- that's hard to find love in these streets? I mean, I live in Atlanta, so I can tell you from personal experience, it's difficult. You got to have some trade-offs and, you know, maybe... That's not one of mine, though. I'm sorry. I need you to be walking around legally free. Free. Hello. Listen, yeah. Kevin Kevin Samuel says sometimes we set our bar too high. Oh, and look you where that what? got him. Where is he now? Do not Moving be quoting no damn Kevin Samuels he, on this here podcast. He is in the upper room, but it's okay because he was with a, he was with a, 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 a eight, a solid eight, baby. Was yeah. she an eight? Child, I don't know. I don't know what she was. Hmm. Shug, I like your nail color. Thank you, mama. I tried. I got to go get one fixed. I broke one when I was at work, so I got to get a fix, but appreciate you. But anyway, what have y'all been up to? What you been up to, Elle? I had sex a few weeks ago. Oh, how was it? It was great. I told, I actually told Dot about it when I was in Atlanta. We went to breakfast at Barney's. She took me out to brunch during my trip. And I said, did he beat that box out the frame? And she said, he sure did. I said, amen, amen. It was good. That's what happens when you get young penis. Well, wait, I need details. I need to be caught up on on the latest and greatest. After they turn 35, baby, you gonna get a good five minutes. You ain't getting no round two. And mm-hmm. if you don't catch it when you catch it, you're you gonna have to do it yourself. That's it. Hmm. 
Because quietly, I like I was trying to leave, and he kept trying to play with me. I was like, "Sir, you don't fuck around, and we're going to do round two. I was like, "I'm trying to go home." No, we don't turn that down. We multiple rounds. How many rounds can we go? How young is he? Thirty-two. Okay, that's a respectable. He still got a little. He still got a little juice left. We'll see though. But yeah, it's one of those things where it like, honestly, it's the perfect example of niggas say shit when you first meet them. And then after that sort of align with what you're thinking, but then after a while, after you hang out some more, you date some more, you talk some more, you realize niggas were just saying shit and they Hmm. don't really mean it. Hmm. Okay. But, you know, I mean, he's around. He's not in the he's not in the inner circle where he was working his way towards. He's like in the outer circle. Because he was doing good. He was he was definitely putting in that work. And that's unfortunate. But that's okay. Yeah. At least you know so you don't have to waste your time. Exactly. Nothing like that part. knowing so you don't have to waste your time and their time. And just move that on. Part. Absolutely. On to the next one. So how are you, Shug? What's cracking? Um, I'm kind of aggy at the moment. I didn't get a whole lot of sleep. So I guess it's kind of be careful what you wish for, because y'all know I've been on this baby kick for a moment. So little cousin decided that she wanted to sleep with me last night. And when I say this little girl like break dances in her sleep, I've got She's not little though. She's not little. Well, let's talk. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it because she's child. She is. She is a whole child. Uh, she's not a toddler. No, she's a child. But I, I got slapped last night. I got kicked. She slid out the bed and was just standing there, and I was like, "What's happening?" I was like, "Do you need to go to the bathroom?" And it was just like, "No." So I was like, "Why?" Why do we just slide out of the bed and, and stand at the end of the bed? Like, are you okay? So it was like, get back in the bed. And then I guess she was having a nightmare because in the middle of the night, she just called out for like her dad. So I was like, what, what is happening? So eventually I had to just get up. I let her have the bed and I went to the spare bedroom because I was like the both of us in this scenario is, is not going to work. So I got like two and a half hours of sleep last night and I'm ready to get these braces off because now I have like these temporary devices in the top of my mouth and it's irritating my throat so my throat has been hurting me since last Saturday so trying to get over an infection or something of that nature and I just got my bunny back from the deck she had to have like one of her teeth um pulled so she just got out of surgery so she's a little aggy as well. So everybody over here is, is kind of not in the best of moods, but can't complain. Blessed otherwise. But M Dot, how are you? Oh man, I'm chilling. I am trying to mind my business and find me a baby daddy. Um, yeah, find my find my baby daddy. I'm just trying to go baby daddy shopping this summer. You know, no boyfriends, no husbands, no rings. You know, really? I'm just keeping it simple. Story, but so it's gonna be a hot girl summer in dot. 
I'm trying to make it a, a a cool girl summer. Not a cold summer, but a cool summer. I don't know what I want. Honestly, I went to, um, so here in Atlanta, they have this event called Seersucker and Sundresses. They had it at Centennial Park. Shout out to the bros. Um, and uh, it was ooh, great. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. It, was, it was a lot of occupied ring fingers that were being real friendly. Um, but, uh-huh. you know, went window shopping it's nice to see black people in linen shorts i'm talking about the bros had linen shorts and a, a long sleeve blazer on i said i know that's right okay uh, so it just it got me excited about the outside being open again and doing some window shopping for a significant other so yeah i mean that's really it you know work is work um y'all 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 as in america as in the world keeping us busy in the hospital um yeah school yeah i'm i'm staying busy paying bills well that's that's a blessing well my only thing is that now that a lot of places have lifted the mass restrictions i'm just kind of waiting to see like is that a mistake like should we have never lifted them or how are the numbers? Because people are really acting like COVID is over and clearly it's not. So, Facts. We're still in the Ponderosa. I mean, that's fine with me as long as I don't have to physically go back to work. I want to stay virtual forever. Well, I hope you can because M.D. and I clearly have to work in person. Okay. Alrighty then. What kind of fuckery have you been missing the last couple of weeks? So, well, this isn't fuckery, but I was very excited when I found out that Kendrick Lamar had a new album because I've missed him a lot. And I'm really sad that I'm going to miss him in concert because I'll be in Martha's Vineyard when he comes to D.C. Kendrick's album was nice. It was nice. It, it wasn't his typical project. No. He stepped outside of himself. I think he was honest. I think he tried a lot of new stuff. Um, some of it, I think most of it worked really well. Some of it fell a little flat. Um, but otherwise, I applaud him for, number one, being honest. And, you know, sometimes you have to be the one to set the example for other people to follow. You know, as a Black man being vulnerable, I applaud him for that. True. Ah, uh, Shay, yeah. So I, the biggest thing that I like on this album that I clearly was not expecting was him talking about mental health issues and black trauma and generational curses, which is something that I think we really need to do a better job of discussing in the black community. Cause you know, we always kind of touch on it, but it's like slavery did a real number on us. And I think there's no other population in America that kind of has to jump through some of the same hurdles that we do. Like, you know, other minorities have other issues that they have to deal with. But as far as like just the things that he was touching on, I will say the thing that most surprised me on this album was just how honest he was. Because I was like, I know he's been with his girlfriend, Whitney, since they were in high school. But him talking about having a sex addiction and having, like, trans members in his family, it's just kind of like he's touched on so many topics in a way that we've never heard from a mainstream rapper like this before. So 
I'm hoping that it creates a lot of dialogue, especially among black men. So I will say, you know, the heart part five didn't make it on the album because any all of the heart series, they're just singles. They never make it on the album. And it's kind of the kickoff. But that video and the lyrics and everything that he's talking about, and especially the people that he portrayed in the video and touching on mental health and, you know, celebrity and how we put celebrities on these pedestals and all of that. Like, it was just really, really deep and really well done. So um, I'm excited to see what's next from him. I will tell you my only beef, my only beef with his album is having Kodak Black on there. I'm glad that you mentioned that because I did see there were people who made comments about that because people were like, you know, Kendrick is such an advocate for black women and all of that. And then, you know, we have Kodak Black on here who I think was he accused of rape? Was it rape? Yes. Yeah. So that was um, surprising. But yeah. So Elle, what did you think about the album? So I love the album. I think that like the two tracks that really stick out to me are Unto Diaries, like you said, Shug, like you mentioned when he talks about the family members that he has that are trans. And I, in, a, in some groups, and really just one group that I'm a part of, one person mentioned how he got a lot of flack for using the F word. But I'm also thinking you need to listen to the song to understand the context of him using it. And the other song that kind of stuck with me was We Cry Together. Mm. Mm -hmm. But but not necessarily for the reason that you think. Like when I first heard the song, I was like, I know that voice, like the girl's voice and it's Taylor Page. So to give you all a little bit of background about Taylor Page, Taylor Page was in the TV show Hit the Floor on VH1, which is about like the LA Devils, like the cheerleader dance team or whatever. And then she was also in the movie Gene of the Joneses, which I think is probably one of the best films that's like underrated. Like it's really, really good. And then of course, she also dates Jesse Williams. And we'll talk about yes. this in a minute. But also most recently, she starred as Zola in the movie Zola. So for our real listeners, what happened, Shug? I couldn't get through Zola. Like Zola was horrible. Zola was entertaining. Horrible movie. (laughs) It was great as a Twitter feed, but as a it was an amazing Twitter feed. That was the heyday, the highlight, Mm -hmm. pinnacle of Twitter. It's just trash now, but yes, like I remember. I feel like it came out in like 2015 or 2016. I can't even remember when the yeah. Twitter, it was crazy. It was, yeah, I just, I like, it's kind of like a book you read and you imagine it a particular way and then you see it and you like, no, that's not the way that it was supposed to go. Right. Um, at at the all. So even going back to the track and thinking about that, I was like, I know that voice. I was like, oh, that's Taylor Page. But then of course, it's funny, like listening to the track made me think about Baby Boy. And I thought about, you know, Tyrese's character and Taraji P. Henson, like that whole, like, you know, just their dialogue and how that went, like him, you know, him taking her keys and they end up like, she's like, fuck me, nigga, like do a doggy style and hit me from, you know, then let me ride or whatever. I'm like, this is like Taraji and Tyrese, the baby boy. All the details. I said, you know, all the details of the movie. 
I do. Y'all know I'm like a little pop culture fanatic, right? And I've seen Baby Boy like multiple times. Don't ask me why. But I mean, I think that that song was important because it displays how Black women and and Black men talk around issues. Mm -hmm. Like, we we don't know what we arguing about. The argument has devolved into something. And next thing you know, we haven't even addressed the thing that we're arguing about, but we fucking, you know what I'm saying? Like, we we gonna get it gonna get some makeup sex in and it just and then it just is a bad cycle where you keep dancing around and i think what is it tap dancers ta- uh-huh. uh, that's what he said stop tap dancing around the yeah. conversation yeah. yeah it's hard you know you get emotional and it's, it's easier to just raise your voice and talk around it than to like go straight at the heart of the matter so well done k dot well done my friend yes and going back to Taylor's boo, Jesse Williams. So let so let me say this Uh-oh. first. I have to say this first. first I heard got a third leg. Is that true? It is true. But the person who recorded him was out of order and out of line and should not have had their phone out. Should However, not, but I, I, I thank them so much. You know what? <laughs> I can't with you. M Doc, did you not look at the bit at the pictures? You didn't look at the at the screenshots. Um, Southern Christian woman who is just mm-hmm. I didn't actually, I just got really preoccupied with work and I didn't get a chance to. But don't worry. And I know she, y'all sent me the link, so I'll take a look yes. at Lou. Right. Yes. First of all, are you trying to imply that the rest of us are not good Southern Christian women? Because I take offense. I'm so good. You- I'm a good Southern. Nope, nope. I reject that because I'm a good Southern Christian woman, but I also love Keen and he has a beautiful one. Like I was pleasantly surprised because you know he's he's mixed but you can't yes, do he is. he's mixed but obviously below the waist that's that's all daddy like that's that black side of it it was like so he he got like a baby leg <laughs> he got a baby arm <laughs> but you know what some ignorant people said what somebody wrote on a post some girl wrote now i see why his ex-wife didn't want to leave him that part i understand she ain't want to let the dick go. I understand, <laughs> sis. Like, that would have been hard for me, too. But, yes. Lord have mercy. So, there's also this Indian couple who have wanted a grandchild for so long and wanted a grandchild so bad that they have actually sued their son and their daughter-in-law for not having a baby. Can you believe that shit? Let's <laughs> American Indian people. No, no, these, these are, are like they're in Asia. India. Yeah, yeah they're okay. in Asia. You yeah. know what? This is important to a lot of people's culture. Like, that's what you, I mean, this whole, like, being a wife, like, your job is really to just pop out a baby, and particularly a son. <laughs> well, wait a second. Yeah, so I, you can tell me you're going to force me to have a baby and to raise a child. Like, are they going to help with the raising and the financial responsibilities of this baby? I mean, well, in their culture, I would say probably, but the issue that I have with this whole thing is, is that they're looking at it as though you owe me this. And I disagree with that because it's like, first of all, and I feel like they do this in the black community as well. Cause I do feel certain pressure to like get married and have kids either directly or indirectly. But the thing is is that his father is like, well, I've spent 
all of this money, sending him off to school to train as a pilot. And him and his wife have been married for six years and they're denying us this pleasure of being grandparents. But I'm also like, let's peel back that onion a little bit. First of all, you don't know what's going on inside that marriage. You don't know if there are fertility issues. You don't know. Maybe they don't even want to have children. You know what I'm saying? So now you're putting this spotlight on this couple who obviously, for whatever reason, they don't have a child yet. And they might not have a child. But it's the audacity for me of, I owe you this just because you're my parent. Like, no, this is between me and my wife. I don't owe you anything. I didn't ask to be here. But that's the cultural difference, right? Like, there are some cultures that really firmly believe that marriage, marriage sets the tone for procreation and marriage sets the tone for elevating in society, right? Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. But me personally, I have a problem with that. But I'm like, to sue your child and their spouse, to me, that's ridiculous. I concur. I agree 1000%. Yeah, you can feel some, you can feel however you want to feel about it, but also now it's just, you don't know why they don't have a child yet. But now there's this international spotlight on y'all don't have a kid and you owe me a grandchild. And, you know, if the wife is having fertility issues, I feel like that's just multiplied it even more because now... They're in the spotlight. And it could it could be the sun. You just don't Thank know. You. So now That's what I was about to say. It could, you know what I'm saying? Like it could be an already embarrassing and a, a point of heartache. And now you've turned it into this international thing because now you're suing me because we don't have a child. And it's exactly. really none of your fucking it's none of your fucking business. Like let's just be honest about it. Very well, some people parents spend hand over fist hundreds of thousands of dollars for these these like fabulous fantastic i've been to an indian wedding before and honey it is extravagant they're gorgeous. And i think that sometimes that's the deal you know what i'm saying like i do this thing for you you do this thing for me whether it's spoken or not spoken so i don't know that's why you got to be careful what you enter yourself into agreement wise <laughs> That's true story that. but then also my point is, is that they might not have known that they weren't able to have children before they got married like that's just how would you know that until you start trying true so but you know cents. right and you know somebody who should have looked at the fine print or considered the fine print not to necessarily speak ill of the dead but Vicky White and Casey White ah! <laughs> So, so I just, I like, I just have so many thoughts on this story. First of all, I don't know if I truly believe that Vicky killed herself. I don't know if I believe that. And maybe she did because she didn't want to face the consequences. But I'm just like, that whole thing just completely boggles my mind. Like that whole story, like the whole, actually not the whole story, because we know that like, People like, unfortunately, like officers having sex with inmates, like in prison is not that rare of a story, unfortunately. 
Yeah. The rare part is, is that they ran off together. And clearly this was planned. And I think we mentioned this yeah. in our last show, Shook, because Homegirl sold her house. She sold her assets. Yeah. She like, cleaned out her bank account. So she knew yeah. she was running away with him. But the fact is, is that after being gone for 11 days, first of all, y'all end up in goddamn Indiana. Why yeah, the fuck? Part. When you were close to the border. Like you were hella close to the border in Alabama. But then when you get caught or to avoid going to jail, you commit suicide. Like I just, I don't understand. Make it make sense. I guess it was because the whole fashion, she already blew up her life. Like she was highly thought of, like well-respected on her job, but she took, she sold her house for well below market value because she needed the cash. She cashed out like all of her policies that she put in for retirement. So clearly she was like done with Vicky White. Like she was done with that phase of her life. So I guess it was kind of like, well, I really don't have anything else to lose. Like I've already, I've blown up everything, but I'm, I'm like, we were so desperate for a penis because she's 56 and he was 38. And I mean, this man, he was in jail for life. Like he was not going to get out. Girl, he wasn't so. going nowhere. She couldn't even fuck him like in the in the closet and the other, I'm sure wherever <laughs> they were fine, you know, wherever they were having sex in the jail, they could continue to have sex in the jail. They didn't have to leave. He wanted happily ever after y'all. Whatever. I'm not saying right. it was big, but clearly she wanted happily ever after, whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, I did hear that part of the reason that they ended up in Evansonville is because Casey is a huge white supremacist, and I believe that that part of um, Indiana, where they were located, is known for for that because my first thought was oh they gone like they on the other side of the border like I clearly thought they were in Mexico or somewhere headed toward South America but I guess that was too brown for them and that's why they ended up in Indiana but I was like of all places this is this is where you choose to go out that part and then crazy ass white people because I know only white people are doing this are wanting to spend like this elaborate amount of money to stay in their hot goddamn room and there's a waiting list like make it make sense i don't understand you know there's always people who follow true crime stories i feel like people Mm -hmm. do that like they wanted to sit in the bloody car wanted a piece of their like bloody clothing people are like weirdos i think in that way they want to get get near the action as much as possible I mean, I like true crime, but not that much. Mm-mm. I don't no. see it like that. No, mm-hmm. thank you. So, have y'all heard that our boy Nicholas Cannon <laughs> is his? What is it? His eighth child. This article says eight. I thought he was on baby. Number I think eight. it's more. Yeah, yeah he's, he's on baby number ten. Now, yeah. I t- uh, let me just tell the audience when that first when that baby passed away. Zen was that his name? Yeah. I told you don't get that woman another baby. You did. I, but six months later, it hadn't even been that long because that baby no. died at a year and she got a full bump, a full one. 
What's a full yeah. bump in that? Like she's pregnant? she's very pregnant. Oh, she about to full. Pop. You said a full yeah. bump. Well, yeah, no, the baby just drop. passed away in December. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because she looks about five months pregnant now. It's like yeah. So that means as soon as that baby passed, it's like all right, we gonna we gonna try again. The, yeah, let's try it again. But I just I, this don't penis is out of control. I don't think he's having sex with all these women. I just, I can't wrap my brain around the mm, fact. Nah, he, I think he's old Then what's he doing, M-Dot? What's he doing? Did he put his, did he go to the sperm bank and his sperm is on ice? I think no. he's providing a sample. You don't think he's providing a sample? No? I think, I think he's he providing a, a sample the old-fashioned way. Fresh samples. We're going to give it to you fresh. <laughs> that part. <laughs> What did Shay was saying the song from the she gonna ride it, then he gonna hit from the back? No, I just feel like when he got sick with, with lupus, like he got yes. really sick. Like he was like on his, uh-huh. And I think that when you don't have things and you have a near-death experience, it puts things into perspective. I and and so while I'm not terribly shocked that he's trying to become King Tut and have 500 million children, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I don't think that's the way to go because, I mean, it's easy to create a child, but to parent a child is a whole different, you know, situation. And all his kids, exactly. yeah, like that part. same places. So I think that's right. a tough way to go, but maybe he felt like he wanted to leave some of himself behind, literally. Yeah, <laughs> Morocco and what's the other one with Mariah? Yeah, he had um Monroe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's I don't know. I don't know. George Foreman, but George Foreman had six sons that he all named George. Same thing. You know the thing that is to me is I always thought, um, and no shade to the hoteps, but you know, shout out to the hoteps. I always thought that um You know what Hotep or like borderline like black Israelite. So to see him with these, you know, non non overtly black black women. No, thank you. You know, maybe they maybe mamas is black besides Mariah. Listen, shout out to the Hoteps because I don't want them hating on y'all show just because I said it. (laughs) No, bring it. I already talked about the Hoteps, so it's okay. It's just. It's interesting to me that he chose the variety of women that he chose. Because honestly, I haven't seen not the first chocolate baby mama. Because there ain't one. If he was going to get like a variety pack, you know what I'm saying? Like Baskin Robbins, you know, 31 Flavors, you know, I I, I would be with it, you know, but it just, he, he obviously has a type. I mean, everybody has a type, but yes, I don't know. He keeps impregnating them. It, He's it's a, a certain type. Peace and blessings to Nick Cannon. Those who can't financially do it, you know, they do it. What about the time piece? What about the time? My my thing is that just because you can do something doesn't mean that you should. So obviously he has enough money to financially take care of these children. However, there is more to raising a child than throwing money at the situation. Like children need time they need attention they need like your physical presence they need you to be there and spreading yourself among so many households how are you able to be a good father to all these children and then not only that 
how are these children going to feel about forming relationships with their siblings? Like how, you know what I'm saying? Like, how is that going to work? Sibling rivalry is a very real thing. And I'm pretty sure there's going to be at least one of these children that's going to feel like they were neglected or, oh, you spent more time with, with these kids or, you know, well, the kids that you had with, Mariah they get more or whatever because you know they were you guys were actually married and you were able to spend more time with them and all that kind of stuff so how do you deal with all of these situations and when the kids come of age and they start asking questions are you prepared to have those hard conversations exactly and you know this this Uh, actually reminds me of that there's an episode of Law and Order SVU where John Stamos plays a man that has like all these children around the world. And well, really not the world. Well, actually it is the world. And he and then they initially thought it was just on or just in New York. He had children all over the country. He had like 41 something. And it's called, I can't remember what it's called, but there's definitely a name for men who go around like procreating, having kids all over the goddamn world. And that was like a lot of the women, that was their complaint. Like he promised to be there for them and take care of these children, but he didn't. He just had these babies and went on about his little way and kept on impregnating people. Oh, a reproductive abuser. That's what it was called. Yeah, I mean, I like mean, firm bank, you can you can only donate but so many times. I they don't even three. And they don't three even, times. Yeah. yeah, they don't even. Oh, I thought it was five. That's good to know. I don't they even think they down. legally yeah. let you do that because they don't. I mean, if you even think about people, like, what are the odds of if all your kids lived in LA, you had ten kids that they would all yeah. end up in the same school, yeah. dating each other? Listen, so it's it's funny that you bring that up because actually there is a new documentary on Netflix called Our Father. So I mentioned this in one of our text messages. So I don't know if you guys read it or not. So I'm going to spoil it. This man ended up fathering at least 94 confirmed children. And there are probably, there are probably more out there, but there are 94 confirmed. So this guy was a gynecologist in, I believe, Indiana, again, Indianapolis. I don't know what the hell is going on in the middle of the country, but he was, he was a gynecologist and he was trying to help like women get pregnant. So these women were having fertility issues and they would come to him and, you know, he said that they were taking donors from, um, I believe, the residents that were at the hospital across the street. Mm. So these women were getting pregnant and it turns out he was actually using his own sperm to impregnate these women. So now there are all of these children who are around our age or older who now live in kind of the same area that are now related. So people who would take, um, I believe it started with, there was, a girl who I think she knew that her father wasn't her biological father or she was trying to find out more information. She got a kit from Ancestry.com and the results popped up and it was kind of like every other day there was another ping or another leaf that was popping up and that's how on up people's spots. Let me tell you between people between criminals getting caught and people uh-huh. they were children Ancestry to the new Maury Provich. Let me tell you. <laughs> you stupid. I can't stand you. It's true, though. 
It's true. Versus yes. with and now ancestry. Somebody like I found a I found ten siblings on ancestry. I thought I was the only child. I'm like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Listen, yep. thankfully yep. I was not one of those people. I didn't find no siblings, so my parents yeah, but, have one baby. But that's the reason why they have all of that in place of why, you know, somebody can only donate so many times because you don't want to have that situation happen. And I'm like, with 94 children and them all being in the same area, I'm pretty sure that somebody has at least dated. Somebody's probably slept with a sibling and they weren't aware of it. Yeah, that's <laughs> weird. That's, that's weird. It's that's Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and then not only that, they screen donors, so that way it's kind of like you're getting the best version of a baby that you get. So this man actually had a genetic defect that he passed to all of these children. Shut so now the they front door. They carry this trait. Yes. Yeah, so that's the reason why they screen these donors. So that way, because if he would have went through the process, he would have been rejected. Like he would not have been able to have all these children. So did he say like why he impregnated all of these women? Like why he used his own sperm? So no, he never. So they did end up bringing him to court, but not because he impregnated all these women. So what they caught him on was perjury. So the local news channel picked up on the story because one of the kids was trying to like expose him, but he was like very well respected in his community and all that. So they picked up the story and she asked him a question. It was like, you know, are you the father of all these children? He lied. So the cops got involved. So it was kind of like he lied under oath. So they got him on perjury. It wasn't that he impregnated all these women. They got him on perjury. So basically how the story ends is he had to pay like a $500 fine for lying. But he got off with the whole, like lying and deceiving and impregnating all of these women. So a he's walking around. Dollar fine. So that was yes. clearly criminal court, right? Because I would have sued him in civil court. But the thing is, is that there were no laws at the time on the books, like against this kind of a thing. So it was like people will agree that it was unethical, but it wasn't against the law. Did he lose his license? I'm sure he did. Well, now he's now he's so old. I don't even think he practices anymore. But it was basically he got a slap on the wrist. But basically, he was a part of this organization called like Quiverful. So basically, there was like this scripture in the Bible that they took literally, and it was kind of like the purpose of that was to have this lily white population and to have as many children as possible because children are seen as blessings so the more children you have the more blessed you are and all of that so he only impregnated white women so there are no like black or hispanic or any of that so all of the children are white but you know as they were growing up some of them would have questions because it's like okay you guys have dark hair and brown eyes and I came out with blonde hair and blue eyes so where does this come from Come from? yeah so and that's that's how it got started I mean but watch it it was just so interesting and disgusting and the fact that he got away with the whole thing is just like yeah crazy yeah so, so Nick Cannon is on that that track if he 
if he continues down this road. But yeah. That part. But did you see the well clearly you saw the story about the girl in London who is suing her mother's doctors for allowing her to be born? Maybe M dot you can provide some context. So basically this ignorant ass girl, and I shouldn't call nobody an ignorant ass, but I really feel like this is some ignorant shit. So she's basically suing her mother's doctors for telling her mom that she didn't have to take folic acid before she became pregnant. And now she has spina bifida. Yes, because her mother was told not to take folic acid. This don't make no goddamn sense to me. Um, I think she could potentially sue them for negligence, maybe. Um, I don't necessarily know about suing them because of her birth, but she could sue them for her birth defect for sure. No, it says she's suing them for allowing her to be born because oh, she, she wanted her to have an abortion, basically. No, like basically they're saying that if her mother had taken folic acid, she would have had a better like she would have ended up quality of life. a higher chance of ending up with a healthy baby, one who would not be Evie anymore. You know what? The girl that's doing the doctors. Yeah, this is exactly why I didn't go into gynecology because (laughs) of people like this. (laughs) This is also in London. So could some shit like this happen in America? I was going to say, I think anything could happen. I think, but if it comes to America, we have to be careful with that, especially with, you know, the Supreme Court talking about overturning Roe versus Wade, because I think that's, that would open a whole different can of worms because, you know, everybody's argument is that, you know, the child can't speak for itself. It has the right to be here and all of that. But then if you turn around and have a child who's like, I didn't ask to be here, that's kind of like a slippery slope. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, and I agree. You have to, you, yeah, I you gotta be careful with that. Yeah, she definitely has a case against like negligence, perhaps, because she has a yes. disability that right. was very possible. Um, and she sounds young enough that we know folic acid prevents spina, spina bifida, but you know, her, yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, but it's, <laughs> I mean, you know what? People have sued for less and one, so and one, yes. It, like, why not? Why not? And she probably is suing them for some insane millions of pounds or millions of euros or millions of something. Um, and she'll set a precedent and other people will go do the same uh-huh. thing. Uh-huh. Yep. Facts. All the facts. Well, I enjoyed this conversation today. I hope everybody, all the ladies who listen and the men who like penises, that everybody gets to have a little bit of a penis within the next week or so. I wish that for all of you. Whether okay, it's girl. a third leg like Jesse Williams or a thumbnail. I don't know. Actually, no, a thumbnail won't be. Right. Done. Don't wish, I wish no, all I don't want no you, thumbnail. Mm-hmm. I wish all of you a third leg like Jesse Williams. I don't want a third leg either. Don't be rearranging my organs. I'm too old for that. that is true like I so I'll I'll put it like this I hope I wish everyone gets the length and girth that they desire amen I say thank you fantastic I say I say and amen let's cover all bases with that okay I accept that all the facts
So for our Dope Gifts in Black segment, we are highlighting jockey Oliver Lewis, who won the inaugural Kentucky Derby on May 17th of 1875. He was one of 13 Black jockeys in the 15-strong field, and he set an American record with his time of two minutes, 37.75 seconds over the mile and a half distance. And back in 1896, the Kentucky Derby became 1.25 miles um, 21 years later in 1896. So... Preakness just happened in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Next year, Suge, we're going to Preakness. Yes, I, I know. Yes, I'm coming to MDOT. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I've, I've always wanted to go. Yeah, I actually want to go to the Kentucky Derby. Um, but yeah. we just, we for sure can do that. Wonderful. Okay. Like, I remember years ago when the African American uh, History Museum was having like in person events they actually had a derby event for the members. And that was actually a really fun event. So their sports curator actually had like a little program where he talked about like black people in the derby and all that good stuff. And then they had like food and drinks related to the Kentucky Derby. So it was really fun. We got to dress up. I loved it. You know, I need, I don't really need much of a reason to celebrate and dress up or something. (laughs) So it was great for me. Yeah, but going back, to that black history fact like first of all how dope is that that one we didn't know that and then also now i feel like even with horse racing is very whitewashed like i feel we've been pushed out so to know that even in the the first race that majority of the jockeys were black and now it's very rare to see that so that's like that's super dope but why it's because jockeys have to be like five feet tall that part they have to be little oh yeah it's it's hard to it's easier to find somebody so so certain people of certain ethnicities tend to have a smaller frame um which a lot of the jockeys are hispanic yes Mm -hmm. oh Um, yes they are very true tend to find men of of a South American or Central American origin that have a smaller frame than perhaps somebody of African origin. So I think as the years have gone, because I'm not sure how tall this gentleman was, but as the years have gone on, your jockeys are very tiny people and tend to have eating dis- disorders, believe it or not. <laughs> oh, wow. I can, yeah, I can imagine yeah, that because they want them to be, be small and light. Yeah, you would want to be lighter so not to overwhelm the horse and all of that. Yeah, so that makes sense. You can go fast. So I actually was going to say that one of our little friends just won some ribbons this past weekend. Little KB, who rides horses, won six ribbons in her competition. So we want to give a little shout out, do a little shimmy, as her mama would do if she were here with us. Give a little shimmy for little KB for getting her ribbons this past weekend. So kudos to you, baby girl. Yeah, kudos, equestrian style. Yes. So this was great. MDOT, you got to come back when all of us are here because honestly, for our listeners, I really feel like our iPhone conversations, our text messages are really funny. Well, some stuff we, you know, just keep to the tribe, but there are (laughs) some things that we can share with the public. And I think y'all would find those really funny. So maybe one day soon, all four of us will be here. And then the gang will all be together. 
together. Oh, God. <laughs> Thank you for singing. Happens. No? What is happening? Thank it's you happening. for singing with me and Dot, because she just like to laugh at me. She don't want to sing with me. It's, you know, I have, I definitely have a shower voice. I have a choir voice slash shower voice, but that's okay, you know? Me too. You know, we, I wanted to join the choir at church. I just never make it to the practice. Oh, you know, mm. some choirs, you have to audition. You got to be able to sing, sing. They ain't going to let just anybody get up. <laughs> I can sing, though, with the choir. I can sing with the group. But oh, I, used to lead, I used to lead songs when I was in the children's choir growing up. Mm. Uh-uh. Why your face look like that, though? You were like, uh-oh. <laughs> because, because, should saying something i don't appreciate that should make a face i, I love you whatever yeah. i can sing my cousin and i actually wrote the song want to hear it um, <laughs> <laughs> yo it's so funny we actually wrote to the tune of joe's i don't want to be a player no more oh, oh we got no we got to hear and we one. said well, and we the name of the song was i want to serve jesus again oh Okay. I mean, we were like 13 years old. So, I mean, what more do you expect from us? Okay. But Candy Cane can sing. Shout out to my cousin Candy. Hey, girl. So, yeah, this was great. Thank you so much, MDOT, for joining us. Do you have any any parting words you'd like to share with our listeners? Um, no, actually. Listen, COVID is real. Syphilis is real. They both rise and be safe. Be safe. Syphilis, syphilis is going up too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh-oh. Oh girl. ST- yeah, I was about to say STDs are always like yeah. So again, men, watch where you skeet. Keep the skeet what? to yourself. Women too. <laughs> Wrap Listen, it up. Maybe I don't want no penises no more. No, no, be safe. We always want penis. We always be want safe about it. Yeah, well, I just penis. want my own penis. I want my penis to be monogamous. I want my own penis, okay. too. Well, speaking mm-hmm. into existence. I'm yes. going to have my own monogamous penis. I say. Thank you. And on that note, this has been another episode of The Feminoir Files. Bye! Don't forget to listen, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. Listen to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Google Play. Connect with us on social media at Femnoir Files on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Femnoir Files. Bye!